Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Michael Brown with another segment of Stories of Hope from the heart of our community. Uh, so glad that you could join us this morning. Uh, my guest this morning is Sheldon McCullough. Sheldon McCullough. And Sheldon has been on our staff here, Sheldon, for how long? A little over a year. A little over a year. And what is your position now? I'm the Director of Programming. Director of Programming. So for the sake of our listening audience, what does that mean? Uh, I am responsible for um, uh, the programming that helps our guests here at the mission to get mm -hmm. to independent, sustainable living, mm -hmm. um, but also a foundation in relationship with Christ. Okay. What, what sets our programs apart, do you think, from other programs? I think the thing that, that, that sets our program apart is our focus on uh, Christ and a biblical perspective. Okay. Um, we recognize that individuals um, that come here at the mission, they're dealing with some strongholds, they're dealing with addictions, they're dealing with mental illness, yeah. they're dealing with uh, instability in their life. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are programs that can help address some of those issues, yeah. but we know that without a firm foundation in Christ and a relationship with God, mm -hmm. um, that those things um, can still be unstable. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is develop programming um, that is founded on the scripture mm -hmm. and that is biblically based and that um, helps an individual yes. uh, have a relationship with Christ mm -hmm. and also build the spiritual foundation for them to be to meet those other needs, but also to be sustainable in the long run. So we have those programs. Uh, we have um uh, sessions where we do maybe Bible study and those kind of things incorporated into the overall program. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen people who come into our programs and they, they continue to push against that piece, mm -hmm. but then they're really involved when it talks about um, job training, when it talks about other types of uh, training, uh, if you will, that they, uh, that they need in order to get their um, get their money straight, say mm -hmm. budgeting and those types of things. And a person goes all the way through their program and they still didn't grasp the concept of, of scripture, but they did everything right over here. When it's time for them to leave, can they not graduate? Uh, no, that's not, uh, no, that's not a result uh, okay. of, of that. Um, the thing about our programming and it's unique is even if they're working on, say, workforce development, trying to get a job, or if they're mm -hmm. working on money management, um, they're working on even their GED, right. um, we have uh, pushed our instructors and our volunteers to tie even those things in mm -hmm. with biblical principles. Sure. So they might be put, they might be, um, they might push back on going to chapel or going to right. a spiritual formation class or an identity in Christ class, but we recognize that the scriptures, they encompass all of life. That's right. And so as we are teaching them how to budget, we're teaching them how to budget from a kingdom perspective or a biblical right, right. perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and so even with learning how to budget, we tie in giving to yeah. in their budget. And so even if they are um, kind of uh, standoffish when it comes to the um, spiritual things, right. they're still mm -hmm. getting those principles in um, sure. those other areas as well. Sure. Now, people who stay with us at the Gospel Mission, they don't necessarily have to be a part of that program. No, they don't. Right? And so it's totally voluntary. And yeah. so they actually know 
what they're signing up for. And sure. so we, we are we, we're upfront with, look, this is a mm-hmm. biblical-based program. These are the things that you will encounter. This is what we stand for. Mm-hmm. This is not what you have to do. You don't have to be a part of this program, right, but it's just right. a service we offer. Mm-hmm. And if a person says, well, I don't want to have anything to do with that, mm-hmm. uh, we still serve them in our emergency shelter services. Exactly. You know, I've heard oftentimes in the community, and, and it you know, kind of irks my spirit when I hear it because I know it's not true. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of the people who keep um, who keep um, saying these things over and over, they also know it's not true. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, unless you're going to serve the Lord or unless you go to service, you can't get service at the gospel mission. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Not it never all. has been true, actually. No, not at all. Um, and so, uh, you know, we do, we serve everybody. I think one of the unique things about our program, especially our long-term program, is that we take the time to address uh, some of those issues, whether it be emotional, whether it be substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be abuse, you know, in other areas, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Uh, We address all of those things so that a person is free Uh, from being bound by those things when they get into their place, when they get a job. And so now they're healthier Mm -hmm. uh, going forward. And I, you know, I've seen people who take the shortcut, Mm -hmm. you know, with some of these other programs and they get in a place without anybody teaching them anything. And before you know it, they've tore the place up, they've moved other people in, they're making some of the same mistakes that caused them to be homeless in the first place. You know, and because you gave them the reward at the front end, they have no incentive mm-hmm. to work for anything else. And those programs have just been shown that they don't work in most cases. Yes. You know, and so um, I just I just never understand why people keep doing stuff that doesn't work. Right. You know, just because they're passionate about it. Um, and so right now, if someone wanted to, if someone was out there, we, we hear a lot about people who are in the encampments, especially when it's cold and things like that. If those folks uh, needed somewhere to go, do we have any space in our uh, shelter? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. We have space right now in our shelter. If a person needed a place to stay, they would simply walk through our front door mm-hmm. and say, look, I'm homeless. Mm-hmm. They would either be a, a male, female, they would. Uh, go to contact a lead and mm-hmm. they would sit down, they would do an intake with them right. and they would have shelter for the night. Right. And uh, now uh, people don't generally walk right off the street and say, I want to be a part of your long term program. Mm-hmm. So how does that usually work? Well, uh, usually uh, a person will um, just talk, speak with the lead, Mm -hmm. uh, their uh, male lead or the women's shelter lead and say, hey, I'm looking for a uh, program advocate. I want to get into the program. Mm -hmm. And the lead will give them the proper paperwork. Um, They would complete that paperwork. That paperwork would then go to the director of shelter services. And then me and the director of shelter services would have a conversation saying, these are the people that I have. And then I would tell them when an advocate has uh, an opening on their caseload. Mm-hmm. And then that person would be assigned a program advocate. Mm-hmm. And then that advocate would reach out to that person and they would uh, have a meeting. They would sit down and assess the immediate needs right. and they would begin to knock out those immediate needs while building relationship. And then they would come up with a plan on what uh, program courses they might need to help them get on their feet. Now, I want to drill down a little bit on, on some of what you said. Um, 
you you mentioned a couple times program advocate. What mm-hmm. is what is that? Uh, a program advocate would be um, our case managers. Okay. Uh, um, so we call them program advocates because uh, we're advocating on behalf of our guests or our clients. Right. Um, we are walking alongside. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the term program advocate because it's more relational. We're not treating our guests as a project, but we have relationship with them and we're advocating for them. Um, Jesus in the scripture, he's our advocate. Right. And so mm-hmm. we are um, walking alongside our guests, advocating for them and their needs, um, helping them, supporting them um, the best that we know how. Yeah. Now, another thing you talked about was helping them to formulate a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mean to tell me that we're not just listening to what they're saying they need and telling them what to do? What does that look like, helping them to formulate a plan? Well, they would sit down uh, with an advocate. They would talk about their needs, and then they would um, draw up a plan and execute, okay? Because um, each each person has different issues. Exactly. And so there is no cookie-cutter approach to everybody. Right. And so each guest that we have that would go into programming would sit down with the program advocate, and they would address their each individual need. Mm-hmm. So a person that... Um, that uh, comes here might not have a problem with addiction, right. and so that we we won't formulate a plan that form uh, that uh, around addiction. W- around addiction. Yeah. Um, but they might have an issue with money management, right. and so we'll formulate a plan and give them resources to help them mm-hmm. with money management. Mm-hmm. And so every uh, guest will have an individual plan, and it doesn't look like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a specific design plan for them to yeah. help them the the best that we can. You know, I saw something online one time, uh, and and the person who put it up there, I know they knew better, but they put it up there anyway. And what people do is they'll put something online and they'll, then they'll say, asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and what they wanted to do was to slight you, but they, they don't want to take responsibility mm-hmm. for it. And, and what they said was that the gospel mission was, was taking information about people's personal bank accounts and debit cards. Uh, I'm looking at your face right now, brother. Because <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Are you serious?" No. You know, now back, uh, I will say that back uh, 20 years ago, when um, I, when I first got here, we had a program to help people save money, mm-hmm. and we helped them establish bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to them about budgeting in that regard, mm-hmm. but we did not take access or, or take control of their funding. But no. that was about as close as I could have thought, thought anybody would have come. No, we mm-hmm. since I've been here over a year, mm-hmm. we don't take people's accounts right. or debit cards. Mm-hmm. We can connect them to banks so they can create, exactly. they can start bank accounts. Uh, we don't take, the only personal information that we would take is to get a copy of their social security or their birth certificate mm-hmm. so that we would have a copy of it if they lost it. If they lost it, yeah, exactly. So we would serve as a backup mm-hmm. until they leave. Now when they leave, they can have all that. Right, they want right. a cop, they can take their stuff with them, but we just have a, a kind of a backup plan if you were to lose your birth certificate or your social security card. And, and the thing that gets me about when people say things like that we've got right now we've got three bankers on our board mm-hmm. you know last uh, year we had uh, I think it was we had three bankers on our board they were different but we had three bankers on our board last year I don't know of any respectable banker that's going to be on the board of organization that's taking people's you know, uh, uh, bank information, right. debit cards and all of that and keeping them. We've never, mm-hmm. never done that, you know, and, and the, the, um, 
You know, that's the one thing. People get upset sometimes when you talk about a faith-based program, but Jesus never told us to stick people up. Right. You know, <laughs> even tithing and offering is not stick them up. Mm -mm. You know, tithing and offering, that's a person submitting to God's will for their finances to tithe, yeah. and offering is what they give out of the goodness of their heart. Yes. None of that comes from a stick them up, you know, mentality. And so we've never done that. We just, we just don't. And and I will say that gospel mission since I've been here has been so blessed with the generosity of this community from people who want to give, yeah. who want to be a part of what God is doing. We don't have to stick up anybody yeah, else, no. you know, for it. So now tell me a little bit about, um, tell me a little bit about your, uh, client advocates mm -hmm. about the advocates that you have uh how many advocates do we have right now we have four okay and we have four we have two females and two males okay uh, and so each of them ca uh, carries a caseload from 15 to 20 individuals mm -hmm. um we do 15 because it uh advocate work is very heavy and so sure it's not just, you know, sitting in the office, but it's it's going to appointments. It's, you know, um, going to, with guests to medical appointments, to housing appointments, to court. court. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've had individuals go to court um, and they're in the courtroom advocating on behalf of our guests. Yeah. And so um, it's about 15. Their caseload is about 15 to 20 people, depending on where they're at and how they feel, how much they feel they can carry. Yeah, I wish uh, I really wish that uh, some of the folks who are dealing with homelessness in, in our community would at least listen uh, to hear some of the things that we have found that work mm -hmm. uh, and that, that honor the person in the process, mm -hmm. you know, of helping them to heal and helping them to move, move ahead. Um, I, I just really think that it would be a healing uh, time. And so, um, yeah, I, but it is what it is, <laughs> it is you know, is. and so we'll keep doing uh, uh, what we are doing, you know, uh, what are some of the unique, and I know we, we don't rehearse what we're talking mm -hmm. about. I never tell you what I'm going to ask you, but what are some of the unique type of situations, you know, cause it's not all just sit down with a person and say, what are your bills look like? And right. then work through that. What are some of the unique situations? Well, we, um, we've had individuals come in, um, and they're dealing with uh, heroin addiction. Mm -hmm. And so we have to sit down and talk to that person from a biblical perspective about mm -hmm. that addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, we have that conversation about, okay, so why do you want to change? Mm -hmm. um, what, what, have, what has this done to you? Right. And so we have very uh, personal uh, conversations and sometimes challenging conversations mm -hmm. like what this this avenue that you're taking has not been the best for you. And it's yeah. caused destruction in your life. Mm -hmm. This is what the scripture says. And this is what the scripture offers. Mm -hmm. Let's see how we can line your line, your life up with what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. And let's see what fruit that bears. And right, so we right. have very um, relevant, very challenging um, conversations, but it comes from the aspect of love. Yeah. We're trying to show people that we care about them, that we love them, and we want the best for them. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I know a couple of the uh, specific uh, situations that we've dealt with, and it's, it's interesting to me that sometimes uh, to have a person reconnect with family is not the healthiest thing no. to do. It's not. Because sometimes for some of our guests, Family is what has kept them bound. Absolutely. You know, the family has been the one uh, uh, using them and mm -hmm. abusing them. And so the person who's come to us, they may 
do well to hold down a job, but every time they get home, family need money. Absolutely. You know, the people that are not working. And so to, just to help give them a place to be apart from those type of influences mm -hmm. and to help them make healthy choices to show that you still love your family. Yep. You just can't let them ride you like a rented horse, you right, know what I mean? Right. And, and just take care of, uh, take all of your resources. And so I've seen some of that, you know, and I think that a lot of times that people who try to help with homelessness, uh, they're trying to help from a standpoint of lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, just out of good, their intentions are great, but they just don't understand what it is they're trying to help or yeah. how, uh, how it all fits together. Uh, somebody called me the other day and said that uh, they just wanted to give some money uh, to a person that was homeless and knowing that situation, I told them that's probably not the best thing to do. Right. That's going to set them back. Mm -hmm. And so we made a decision going forward as to how they can help that person without giving them funds directly. Yes. You know, now everybody doesn't have that problem. No. You know, but for a large uh, majority of folk, you can, if you finance what it is they tell you they want, they're going to end up right back where they were. Yes. You know, absolutely. Do we, um, do we have any resources to help people to be retrained for jobs and things like that? Yes. Uh, a part of our programming um, we have in the Idea Center, uh, mm -hmm. in adult education, we have uh, workforce development. Mm -hmm. And so what that is, you'll sit down with a coach. Mm -hmm. You'll go over uh, resumes. You'll mm -hmm. go over uh, interview skills. You'll go over mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, how to keep a job. Um, yeah. And then we'll we have uh, partnerships in the community where we can um, connect businesses with our guests and our businesses will give our guests jobs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have a lot of partnerships that help with uh, training for jobs. And plus, in our idea center, um, they attack those things that would keep you from getting a job as well as keeping uh, for losing a job. Now, I know that we uh, had to kind of tighten up um, when we uh, knew that the old buildings were coming down. Mm -hmm. How excited are you that come October, sometime in October, I'm hoping mid-October, we're going to have a whole brand new building. Yeah. Uh, how, what is that going to do to your programming? That's going to take our programming to the next level, um, mm -hmm. you know, with us, uh, with a, the tightening up of um, uh Space we had to sure. uh, limit programming and, mm -hmm. and to and for a minute there it just it was just case management. Mm -hmm. um, I took over as director in March of last year, mm -hmm. and then COVID happened. Yeah. And then, um, but during that time we were developing programming, and then in October we actually went live with classes again. Mm -hmm. And so um, there we've got um, classes going on now. We just had a session in. A new session started yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, we we are we're up and rolling, mm -hmm. um, but in uh, when that building's up, mm -hmm. now we'll be able to go full force. Um, uh, program participants will have a place to stay during the day, the way they can study and do their homework for their classes. Sure. Um, the, uh, the Christian service hours will be kicked up a notch. They'll have places to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're, we're, we're up and running, mm -hmm. but when the building's up, well, our program will be full force. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be a, um, a stronger uh, program. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I know that um, we, I know prior, pre-COVID and pre-downsizing um, uh, and all of that, uh, just getting ready for, um, the, you know, the new building mm -hmm. and all of that to go up. We used to do graduations, you mm -hmm. know, and we used to do them in, it was fine form and fashion, mm -hmm. you know. 
and all of that. I'm excited for us to get back to some of that. I'm excited that we're going to have a 250-seat chapel to mm -hmm. hold those events in mm -hmm. rather than a multi-purpose room. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I think the space will be more respectable of the event, mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, now, during this time, are we graduating people one one at a time, or are we graduating a few at a time? How's that well, working? Well, right we're now? doing right now is certificates of completion for each session. Okay. And so we just completed a session um, week before last. So last week was spring break. Okay. Monday we started a new session. Okay. This Friday we're actually doing a uh, kind of a uh, mini celebration for the mm -hmm. last session, and so oh, the yeah. students that completed their classes, um, they'll receive a science certificate from myself and their teacher. Mm -hmm. Just just to certify, hey, you met the requirements of spiritual formation or identity in Christ or language arts, yeah. whatever the class, and they'll uh, we'll have a little uh, meal, but just a milestone to celebrate. Hey, you made it that through that first session. The next session starting, and uh, at the end of each session, they'll receive a. Uh, certificate of completion, and then at the end of the year, uh, hopefully in October, when it's October. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll have right. that, uh, we'll have the big graduation celebration, and they'll have a uh, a diploma, if yeah. you will, from programming uh, graduation. That won't be signed by you. And <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, I know that you know we've had a couple of things going on, uh, different steps to this whole building process, mm -hmm. and um, uh, one of the things I want to mention to our listening audience was we had that last beam placement. And uh, it was just such a wonderful time. We, we had two flags. Uh, we had the Michigan State flag and the United States flag. Uh, uh, Old Faithful, if you will, standing <laughs> on, the, on that beam as it went up in the air. It's just such a wonderful thing to see. Uh, if you want to see recaps of that, it's on our website. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go there. Uh, a lot of the information we talk about during these sessions uh, for instance, the government's uh, report on homelessness that came out in October of 2020, you can find that on our About page on our website, so you can see uh, that there as well. Uh, do we have uh, forms or information for someone to sign up for programming or shelter on the website? Uh, I believe on the uh, About page, there's a form on there, uh, okay. and that, that would direct them to the Women's Shelter and Men's Shelter. Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know the programming that we have in place to help those people that are coming to us, um, you know, beyond just uh, overnight shelter and just beyond a meal. And if you've heard something on this program that uh, might uh, provoke you to just want to support these programming, you can either give us a call at 269-345-2974. That's 269-345-2974. Or you can go up on our website at www.kzoogospel.org. And uh, there are opportunities there for you to ask questions. You can, uh, you know, fill out applications if you want to volunteer. Uh, if you want to donate to any one of our programs, you can do that there as well. Uh, we are an open book, so we welcome people to come down for tours, see what it is that we do, and find out more about our programming. Uh, you can sign up for, to get a newsletter, you know, uh, and our newsletter is posted on our website as well. So uh, all kinds of opportunity to find out information and uh, just look for ways that you can help us uh, on that website. Uh, Sheldon, uh, you got a, uh, I'm going to say a, uh, a vast audience right now uh, listening to you. If you had anything to say 
to our listening audience and those people who generally support the programs that we have here, what would you say to them? Thank you. Uh, you are making a difference. Um, the lives that come to Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries, um, they're hearing the gospel, they're getting housed, they're getting resources that they need to reach sustainable living. So thank you for your support. We appreciate you and we thank God for you. And, and again, if you want to come down to see how the funds that you're sending us are being used, please call, give us a call, come down. We'd be more than happy to show you around, show you what we're doing. If you want to see how the building is going, Go up on YouTube and type in uh, Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries, and you should see a link to a live feed that you can watch during the day. You can watch this building as it's going up, and I'm telling you, it is going up fast. Yes, it, it's, uh, it looked like they, they hit a, uh, a banana peel, and they're sliding right through it. So it's looking, it's, things are coming off really good. So, uh, yeah, we uh, just hope that you'll do that to gain more information. Uh, Sheldon, generally, I like to pray for my guests uh, before we wrap up, and we about come to that time. Can I pray for you? Yes, sir. Won't you join us? Well, Father God, I just thank and praise you, God, for Sheldon, just for his heart to serve you, God, for his heart to serve the people. I thank you for his dedication, God, that he shows up, not just to be here, but to be here and be engaged in the lives of the people that you send. I thank you for his leadership, Father, that he leads our case managers, our, our, our client advocates, uh, as it were, Father, that he leads them as they try to help our people understand the changes of life that help them get back on track. I thank and praise you, God, for all of those people who are uh, being a part through prayer, through finances, Father, through volunteerism, being a part of what you're doing here at Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. God, we give you praise for it. We give you honor and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. This has been Pastor Michael Brown again with my guest Sheldon McCullough for another segment of Stories of Hope from the heart of our community. We hope to see you here next week, same time. God bless.